Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank, located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. We're coming to you from the international radio studio of uh, Subaru of Gwinnett, and we thank them for uh, providing this venue for us. As you know, On the Money discusses topics and issues that are designed to help small business be a lot more successful. And uh, uh, you also should know uh, that at Embassy, um, we are all about helping small business do better. So, um, we, as you know, we talk about a lot of topics and issues that will help you on the bottom line, but also just help you be a better business. And uh, today we're going to talk about what I would think is an urgent issue uh, that is quietly and secretly disrupting uh, everything you're trying to do. And uh, I'm not talking about cybercrime or uh, employee fraud or increased health care or anything like that. What I'm talking about is a bad disease called diabetes, and it needs to be talked about today. Uh, we're going to do a couple things. First, we have uh, two nice ladies here from the Amer- Atlanta chapter of American Diabetes Association. Uh, we have Dr. Shaylin Buck, who is a physician and member of the ADA board. Welcome, Dr. Buck. Hi. Thank you, Joe. Glad to be here. And uh, Kelly Glenn, who is uh, also with the uh, organization, and she's the manager of all the fundraising and events that occur every year at uh, Atlanta Diabetes Association. So welcome, Kelly. Yes, thanks so much for having me. Well, good. Um, Shaylin, what can I call you, Shaylin, or do I call you Doctor Buck? You can call me Shaylin. You can call me Doctor Shaylin. I guess I should call you. Whatever works for you. All right, Doctor Buck. Okay, here we go, go. Doctor Buck. On the money, Buck. On the money. So tell me, uh, (laughs) so tell me about your role. Are you a practicing physician and on the board? I am a physician currently at DeKalb Medical, and my focus is as a physician helping employers keep their employees healthy and their business healthy. That's what I do every day. Well, good. Good. And um, Kelly, tell us about what you do at the uh, Atlanta Diabetes Association. Sure. Well, I manage our step out walk that happens every year. Uh, This year it's going to be happening on November 14th. And I'm in charge of sponsorships and all our walkers. Okay. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in just a minute. Um, But I do want to talk to Dr. Buck about diabetes. How does diabetes affect the small business? In several ways. Um, With diabetes, one thing that we're seeing with diabetes is that it is becoming an epidemic. So in the past five years, we've seen in America about a 27% increase in diabetes. And the challenge with diabetes is we know about 12% of employees have diabetes. And the, the challenge is about... I'd say about 3% or 3% uh, of those employees um, don't know they have diabetes. And so when you look at Georgia, and what is that burden in Georgia? Uh, About a million, close to a million Georgians have diabetes and know they have diabetes. And about 700,000, just over 700,000 don't know they have diabetes or they're undiagnosed. What this presents to the small business owner is a challenge both with medical claims 
healthcare costs, mm -hmm. but also with productivity. So we see an increase in lost days um, or absenteeism, but we also see that individuals who have diabetes um, can have challenges while at work, it, especially if they don't know that they have diabetes. And so that's something we call presenteeism. They're at work, but they're not as productive. And so the key is understanding how um, employees with diabetes and in, in trying to reduce that risk can actually improve productivity and also improve overall health costs. Well, I want to get basic here at first. So um, I think everybody knows the word diabetes, but a lot of people think it's just needles and shots and kids. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us what is diabetes? Let's start there. On the basic level, diabetes is a group of diseases that basically cause the blood sugar, what we call glucose, to be too high in the body. And there are two basic types. Type one mm -hmm. is a, a disease where the hormone insulin, which helps to regulate blood glucose, is really not there. Um, the body just isn't making insulin. That's called type one. Type two is when insulin's there, but it's not able to um, keep the blood glucose in check. So we call that insulin resistance. So just in a nutshell, too much blood, blood sugar in the body is not able to um, manage that blood sugar. Um, what happens to the body when there's too much blood sugar? Too much blood sugar is actually toxic. So sugar's good, right? Gives us energy. But when it's too high, it can cause damage to um, blood cells or to, to blood vessels. Um, and those blood vessels are in the kidney. They're in the, the um, eye. Those blood vessels are in the heart. What we see is um, damage to the kidneys. We see damage to the eyes, so blindness. We see damage to... Um, the, the hands and the feet, so amputation risk, and we see damage to the to the heart and, and blood vessels, so heart disease or cardiovascular risk and stroke, the blood vessels in the brain. So you see a whole body effect because too much sugar causes damage to the tissues and the in the blood vessels. Hmm. What what organ is it that is supposed to to regulate the glucose levels in you? The pancreas is the control organ. Okay. There are cells in the pancreas that produce insulin. And when the pancreas, there's two things that can happen. One is the pancreas can um, be damaged and it, the, it can no longer produce insulin. You see that typically in mm -hmm. type one. And then type two is that the pancreas just can't make enough insulin to regulate the blood sugar. That's type two. Okay. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit. So type one, is that a genetic thing? I guess you see that hitting children a lot. It usually comes on quickly in life, does it not? It does. Both type one and type two can have a genetic predisposition, um, type one more so than type two. But the key thing that we're seeing, too, is that there are lifestyle factors, environmental mm -hmm. factors mm -hmm. that can also increase the risk for diabetes. Now, the good side of that, diabetes is a, is a tough disease. It's a challenging disease. But the good side of that is that um, when we do take certain steps, lifestyle steps, improve our diet, get physical, uh, improve our physical activity, reduce weight, 
that can help um, reduce the risk of diabetes, but also if someone's diagnosed with diabetes, that can uh, reduce their risk for having diabetes complications and improve their quality of life. Okay, so um, how would I know that I even have diabetes? The, the most important thing, and this is key, is to be screened. Um, we're seeing more employers who are actually bringing in health systems, um, health providers to screen their employees in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So they'll test their glucose, um, either fasting, which means they haven't eaten um, in the past eight hours, and they'll test their glucose. We also see more non-fasting and where um, they'll check their blood sugar. Uh, often it's a, it's a simple finger stick um, to check the, the blood glucose. Also, there's another test called hemoglobin A1C that's being used to look at how the body is controlling blood glucose over time, about a three-month period of time. And so um, we can test or screen based on the A1C as mm -hmm. well. Okay. Okay. So if I'm walking down the street and um, I really wouldn't know if I've got some type of an issue with diabetes, would I? The most, absolutely, and it's just like your car. Often I think we take better care of our cars and getting our oil changed more often than we take better, better care of our bodies. Yeah. And and the, the, the most important step that um, people can take is to get a primary care provider, a uh, primary care physician, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, uh, and see that, that provider on an annual basis. Right now with um, ACA, uh, individuals, employees are covered for their wellness checkup mm -hmm. every year. We're even seeing employers who are incentivizing their employees to go in and get that wellness checkup. I have a company right now I'm working with where the president of the company, they have about 130 employees. The president of the company will give the employee a $100 bill if they go get their annual wellness checkup because they know it's that important. to. They're ticking time bombs. We've got to get in. They don't know they have disease. We've got to get them in and get them checked out. So um, you know, they used to say that blood pressure was the silent killer, uh, but it sounds like diabetes may be taking blood pressure over. Diabetes and blood pressure go hand in hand. And that's another important thing to think about is often that we see with diabetes, those risk factors for diabetes, such as being overweight or obese or sedentary act, uh, or being sedentary, not being physically active, those are some of the same risk factors for hypertension. And what's a challenge is we're seeing more and more um, workers when we go in and we screen uh, these workers in, in the workplace who have both diabetes and they have hypertension, and they have high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. These are what we call the ticking time bombs. And all of those diseases, hypertension, high cholesterol, and diabetes, are often undiagnosed. You don't know it unless you go in and get screened, see your primary care doctor, and get checked out. If it's too, until it's too late a Absolutely. Lot, in a lot of cases. Have you, uh, you and your organization um, quantified the impact on small business of, of the cost of diabetes? When you look at a diabetic employee, the cost is about $4,000 in terms of the direct cost, so the medical cost, about $4,000 more per year for a diabetic employee, an employee who does not have okay. diabetes. And so we use those calculations when we look at return on investment. So we say, gosh, you know, if you, if, as, as we see this increase 27% in the last five years, you're gonna see more and more, if you leave this unchecked, more and more of your employees with diabetes, this is, this is what this is gonna cost you. So as I look at, a, a, say, a small business that has 50 employees, 
on a percentage basis, how many of those would have, without anybody saying anything, how many of those have diabetes? Diagnosed diabetes, we see about 8 to 9% who have diagnosed diabetes. If you look at diagnosed and undiagnosed, you're getting closer to 12%. Okay, so of the, uh, so that's 4, 5%. So there's 10, so there's three people out there that are walking around with diabetes and they don't even know it. Absolutely. And um, um, it's not just someone who is overweight. It could be anybody, could it? It could be anyone. And what we know, too, when we talk about the risk factors, is even if you, um, you may not be obese, have a few extra pounds on you, if you can lose a few extra pounds, start walking five days a week, just moderate, just walking, not running, not you know, getting out there and, and sweating to death, just getting out and walking five days a week, 30 minutes a day, mm-hmm. and eat healthy, you can significantly reduce about 58% reduction in your overall risk okay, of diabetes. I, wanna, um, I want everybody to know that you're listening to On the Money, and we're talking about uh, today's silent killer. In addition to uh, sitting in a chair for eight hours, um, high blood pressure, cholesterol, we also have diabetes, which is in a closing in on an epidemic status. And uh, we're talking to um, Dr. Buck of the a- Atlanta Chapter American Diabetes Association um, about the impact of diabetes. And now I want to turn to Kelly, uh, Kelly Glenn, who is the manager of the fundraising and events. And so, Kelly, your job is exactly give us an idea of what you have to do on an annual basis. All right. Well, um, the Step Out Walk is a walk that engages the community, basically. Um, everything that Dr. Buck just spoke about is something that we supplement. Um, we like to come into workplaces and we want to teach the employers and employees about how to be healthy and how to take those healthy initiatives. And the Step Out Walk is a huge part of that. Um, We always say we don't want people to just come out and do another walk. We want people to come out and celebrate the health and wellness that they've put in place by joining our Step Out Walk. So how many organizations um, are involved in the Step Out program? Um, so we annually have about 1,700 people that come out, okay. um, and we're trying to acquire sponsors right now. Sp- the sponsors there are our partners. We come into their workplace, and like I said, we educate them about health and wellness. Okay. And how much money do you try to raise every year? Um, our goal this year is to raise over $300,000. And where is that money going to go? So with that funding, we um, secure uh, research dollars that help stop diabetes. We provide education programming that goes out to our communities um, to prevent diabetes and to educate people and enhance the lives of those who are living with diabetes. And so all that money, does it stay in the community? It does. Um Overall, over uh, American Diabetes Association as an organization, we have raised $175 million in the past 20 years. And so we disperse that funding in the community and through the nation. We're able to fund um, kid camps where uh, kids who have type 1 and type 2 diabetes can go and meet other kids who are like them Mm -hmm. um, and kind of share and be in community with one another. And also um, we go out into our local communities and provide education at churches. Uh, we're working with the Mexican Embassy right now um, 
educating the Latino population, and uh, we go to after-school programs as well. Um, is the Atlanta chapter, is it uh, is that the right way? Is it the Atlanta chapter of the American Diabetes Association? Or the Georgia chapter. Yeah. The Georgia chapter mm-hmm. of the American Diabetes Association. Okay. Are you, is Georgia one of the most active um, chapters in the country? Um, we certainly do very well. Um, in the state of Georgia, there are over a million people who have diabetes, and we service them all. Okay. And um, before we get back to Dr. Buck, it's November 15th is the walk. But November 14th. Yes. 14th. But um, as, uh, as Kelly knows, Embassy National Bank has agreed to co-chair the Step Out uh, walk this year, which means um, those of you who listen to this program will be hearing from Embassy National Bank and myself about helping uh, both contribute in uh, time as well as uh, uh, treasures toward the event. So um, Embassy is excited uh, to be part of this. It's uh, uh, real important that uh, I think every organization get involved in something a little bit bigger than themselves, and and this certainly is. Um, Dr. Buck, I want to get back to you. Um, Diabetes, is it um, uh, cut across all income levels? Diabetes affects everyone. What we do see, Joe, though, is in minority populations, we see an increased rate of diabetes. And um, as Kelly indicated, there's a lot of efforts there to be able to raise awareness Mm -hmm. and also um, improve access to care. So diabetes, it, it doesn't care what what your your salary is your income is it doesn't care what your race is your gender is um it affects all ages Mm -hmm. Uh, what we do see though is that the outcomes are different based on socioeconomic class on um, minority race age and that really comes down to as i said education Mm -hmm. so making people aware of of their risk and also helping them to access resources and to access um, healthcare so that they can uh, manage their diabetes, learn how to manage their diabetes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's not just the doctor, you're in this together. So uh, teaching uh, people how to manage their diabetes so that they can have better quality of life Mm-hmm. and also um, have a longer life. Okay. Now, um, you may or may not know, but we are uh, our organization is largely targeted to the Asian Indian community here in Atlanta as well as across the country. And um, I understand that they are um, specifically at higher risk than, than other um, uh, communities. Is that a fair statement? That is correct. And I can tell you, too, um, in uh, my previous uh, career, I was actually working on the international level um, in the pharmaceutical industry and mm-hmm. looking at health risk globally. And um, in India in particular, as um, they adopted a more Western lifestyle, eating you know, fast food and, and more sedentary lifestyle, we started to see an increase in diabetes in that population as well as hypertension the other lifestyle based diseases mm-hmm. and so that is a particular concern um, it is you know raising awareness and um, also uh, within those communities creating champions within the communities who can help um, educate and and um, really drive a culture of health and 
But what's interesting, a lot of my associates are vegetarians. They won't eat junk food. But yet they have, uh, they have someone in their family that has diabetes. And they scratch their head and, and, and wonder how. I'm a vegetarian. So can you shed some light on that? Lifestyle is just a part of it. Genetics comes into play. Environment comes into play. Um, lifestyle, when we talk about that, we're talking about what you eat, mm-hmm. but also how physically active you are, stress level. Uh, we're looking at um, the, your, your weight, age. Um, and I know that's not a lifestyle factor, but we do see as people age, their risk for diabetes uh, increases. And so there's, it's a multifact, what we call a multifactorial disease. It's not just one thing mm-hmm. that increases risk. It's a multitude of things. What we're looking at, though, is what of those uh, factors can we control? Mm-hmm. Diet, exercise, uh, stress level, those are the things that we want to tackle. Um Kelly, for those organizations that are listening, what can they do to help your step out program this year? Sure. Well, we love for small companies to get involved and form a corporate walk team. I think that's the greatest way for you to activate your employees, show them that you care about their health and wellness, and it creates a really great atmosphere in the workplace. You're all working towards a goal to fundraise X amount of dollars with your company, and then you all go out on November 14th at Turner Field and walk together for a great, great mission. And um, when you get together as a team, I guess... uh, Everybody at an organization probably knows someone who is affected by diabetes. Exactly, they do. Everybody has a friend or a family member who has the disease, and it would be a great way for them to walk for that loved one or friend. Okay, and um, I guess it's best not to wait until November 13th to sign up as a team, correct? Correct. We want you to start right now. That way you can have as much fun as you can over the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have myself come out and do a lunch and learn and kickoff party, which is a ton of fun. Um, And then also put those healthy initiatives in place. Um, I go over ways where you can cut out salt, that you can um, take some activity, take your activity to another level and then that way you can come out on November 14th and celebrate those initiatives that you put into place um we'll talk uh, yeah we'll get back and we're going to finish up with with that so um um Dr. Buck diabetes is gosh it's starting to hurt kids real bad too isn't it absolutely we are seeing diabetes used to be your your grandfather or grandmother's disease and um it's not anymore we're seeing it in younger and uh, younger age groups. The concern there for the economy and the business community is that as we see this new generation of workers um, enter the workforce, uh, if, if we stay on track with the current trend in diabetes, we're going to see a, a greater impact to productivity greater impact with disability cost, a greater impact medical cost, pharmacy cost. It's going to cost um, the American economy. It's going to cost the American taxpayer. So the, the benefit is 
the the employers have the ability to not only take control of diabetes by making changes in the workplace, mm-hmm. but also serve as, and as, as an example to the community. And that's what I love about Step Out. It raises awareness in the workplace. It gives people something they can do to fight diabetes, but it also shows the community that business, the business community means business when it comes to diabetes. And um, so I think it, it hits both of those and shows young people. What's great is when employees in the workplace are taking steps to improve their health and fight diabetes, that translates into changes at home. We see it. When they're eating better, when they're working out, children will see that and start to adopt those healthy lifestyles. Um, you, you keep mentioning get up and walk a little bit, you know, exercise a little bit. I think you know, all of us have probably heard that, but it's kind of easier to implement than it is to just talk about it. Um, how do you get? How do you get from the sofa outside and walking around? What has to happen to a person individually to make them want to get off the couch? Well, I often look at. Um the sofa, but also the workplace, we spend over half of our time, our waking hours at work. And that's why we want to focus on getting the workplace more active. And we often talk about 30 minutes a day. If you can just get out and walk 30 minutes a day. But the reality is you can actually divide that up Mm -hmm. into 10 minutes, three times a day, and you still see the same outcome um, when it comes to physical activity. So we're seeing more employers who are um, encouraging lunchtime walks. They're encouraging taking the stairs. They're encouraging, um, I've seen uh, one-on-one walking meetings. Mm-hmm. So where you'll have a manager and they'll do a one on their one on one meeting walking with their employee. Uh, we've seen great ideas come out of employees um, where they are having contests with each other who can get the most steps. They've got pedometers, mm-hmm. get their 10,000 steps. Um, the competitions are amazing. And when the leadership within um, the, the business really drives that competition, you see the employees not only compete against each other, but they encourage each other in this teamwork um, type of, of um, setting. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we really see an impact when it comes to physical activity. I know I did read an article about how sitting is now the new smoking. And um, um, I know I try to get up about every 30 minutes and just, I don't know, uh walk around um and that doesn't take away from productivity it just kind of breaks the monotony and gets your blood circulating a little bit right we see people who are using standing desk uh they're they're standing they're doing no excuses workouts or desk or size workouts where they're standing up every five minutes on a conference call instead of sitting standing on the conference call um pacing those types of those are simple 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 things to do setting an alarm for yourself where you know every so often you stand up and 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 walk around i know i get very focused when i'm standing sitting at the computer for two two hours could go by and i don't even realize it mm-hmm. setting an alarm saying okay i'm going to get up in 30 minutes and I'm going to walk around. Simple as that. But um, um, I've I've noticed that uh, a couple things. One is if I'm standing up, I think I think I think better. Absolutely, there is very good research to show that when you're at a healthy weight and you exercise, your brain works better. But even if I'm just standing up, it seems like there's a better flow of ideas than if I'm sitting down. 
And we often see that where people go walk, take a run, come back, and they're much more productive mm-hmm. in uh, after they've they've been physically fit or been active. And then the other point, if you, I don't know who told me this, but if you say, all right, I'm going to go to the gym, I go to the gym every day for 30 minutes. But if that's all you do, yeah, it's probably helping a little bit, but you know, it's got to be more of an ongoing thing during the day, doesn't it? It has to be incorporated into your life. It's all those little steps, taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Some uh, employers who have multiple levels will have um, programs like uh, two steps. Let's see, what um, if you have to go up two flights? Take take instead of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Take take two uh, flights of stairs. Things like that, where you're encouraging people to to be active. Um, we've all heard this: parking a little bit further away so you can get your few steps in. What I love is the advent of um, health trackers, so pedometers, and even on our phones now, our smartphones now, um, measuring steps. And this idea of 10,000 steps a day is a great idea. And um, there's really good research to show that that helps improve physical activity and um, reduce our overall health risk. So if you take that 10,000 steps a day, it doesn't matter how you get those steps. Walking up the stairs, parking far away from the grocery store, just getting those steps in um, improves your overall health. Um, now, you mentioned you had been part, uh, been involved with a pharmaceutical company doing international stuff. Mm-hmm. There's really not a pill you can take for diabetes, is there? There are different medications for diabetes, and this is one of the most important reasons why you have to get into a primary care doctor um, and and if you are diagnosed to be monitored um, because the diabetes treatments are customized to that individual. And so you'll often see where primary care doctor or primary care provider will um, monitor, Mm -hmm. uh, will put put an individual on um, a specific drug, monitor that, may may change it over time, um, and also encourage um, lifestyle. Uh, So healthy eating, which food is medicine, Exercise is medicine. Well, Seriously. food is medicine, and it can be poison, And too. poison. That's exactly that, right. So healthy diet um, and getting physically active. And what we see, too, with diabetics is if they are on medication we and, and they improve their lifestyle, have a healthier lifestyle, their dependence on medication can change. Um, and so they still have diabetes, but they may not have to be on um, a medication regimen um, from when they were first diagnosed. Okay. So it's very customized. Um Kelly, what, what can an organization do if they want to get involved this year? Tell us how to get in touch with you and tell them what, a little bit of an idea what the commitment is, the time frame, and that type of thing. Sure. Um, well, I mean, the commitment can be as big or small as you want it to be. Um, I would advise anybody to give me a call or email me. My email is kglenn, K-G-L-E-N-N-N, at diabetes.org. Or they can sign up online at www.diabetes.org backslash stepoutatl. Stepoutatl. Yes. Okay. And uh, we encourage um, any and all companies to get involved, uh, either individually or as well as uh, corporately. And and, uh, obviously, we expect some... uh, uh, I won't be ashamed to say we're going to be asking everybody for money, too. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we don't want to take everything in, a, uh, you know, empty your back pocket, but we'd like to get a fair share because um, if we can control this disease and get a lot more people aware, uh, then the overall 
cost to business is going to drop dramatically. Absolutely. And I just want to say thank you, Joe, for taking this big role as co-chair of our event and supporting this. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that I know what I've signed up for yet. But, <laughs> but so far, I've met some, I've met some good people. And uh, I have found, uh, by the way, my mom's brother uh, had lost a leg due to um, diabetes. Mm. Uh, my wife's aunt was affected all her life and her her uh her uh cardio issues were directly related to uh, long john silvers and diabetes um so you know diet's a big issue we keep pounding ourselves with sugar and fried foods um we gotta you gotta slowly try to move away from those and realize that it really could be killing you to continue to eat like that um i'm not saying you know for me personally i don't uh, I haven't completely eliminated Krispy Kreme from my diet, but it's certainly not a weekly occurrence. Uh, Dr. Buck has just looked at me like, why you'd even bring up the word Krispy Kreme? <laughs> but uh, sometimes you just got to do I, it. I pushed the mute button. I didn't hear, <laughs> I didn't hear that one. <laughs> but anyway, um, you really got to make an effort, uh, not only to get up and move a little bit, but also to... Uh, really try to eat a little bit smarter and a little bit better and i guess dr buck what we're doing is kind of pounding our pancreases with sugar is that the best way to say we're it? pounding our bodies with sugar and our and our pancreas just can't keep up our pancreata just can't can't keep up and, and sugar that's, comes that's from the, everywhere everywhere and oh, I went, that question i want to ask you is sugar alcohol still a sugar oh gosh now you're getting me into biochemistry they're different well it's still sugars. Sh glucose is what we're most concerned about. Okay. The glucose mon uh, molecule is what we're most concerned about. And okay. I have to actually go back to my biochemistry <laughs> textbooks to look at the sugar alcohol. But, um, you know, Joe, one of the things that, you know, this is this is pretty overwhelming sometimes when we talk about this. And, you know, especially for business owners, they're like, gosh, what what can I do? Well, Kelly's given us one thing, which is um, step out, which is that is a, a really great, great program and helps to raise awareness. But American Diabetes Association also offers resources on the web that can help um, employers and their employees. Wellnesslivesheres.org is a great website for employers that talks about um, the impact of diabetes in the workplace and steps that employers can take to reduce the risk of, of diabetes um, in the workplace and promote overall health for their employees. Okay, and, and it really is hurting your bottom line. Absolutely. It, I, it, tackling diabetes is, is one of the best ways that you can have a healthy bottom line. When you tackle diabetes, you're also tackling obesity, you're tackling heart disease, you're tackling hypertension, cholesterol, cholesterol, all of those risk factors, they all the risks for diabetes are often the same risk factors for all those other diseases that are um, creating a huge economic burden for America and for small business owners. And, and in your small business, diabetes, it, it's like the show, Mike, that we had on cybercrime. Um, it's not if someone's trying to get at you. Someone out there is trying to get at you through your networks and through your systems, and they're trying to steal from you. Uh, this is the same way. It's happening. It's there. It's not like um, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Diabetes is affecting you, and, and it can affect uh, individuals through uh, energy, uh, energy levels, through attitude, through mood. Uh, 
Uh, it may be affected at home by someone who's real sick with diabetes. So it's hurting, it's hurting there. And then just total cost in terms of health bill and time away to go see doctors. Absolutely. And we're seeing more employers, as I said, bring resources into the workplace so that their employees can have access directly to those resources, whether it's education, learning more about their risks, screening. We're even seeing um, employers bring registered dietitians into the workplace so that their employees can meet with a registered dietitian, create healthy goals, and, and have a plan to track those goals. All right, so um, just real simple steps a small business person can take is, one, um, get everybody together and uh, maybe have a, uh, a, a seminar, that uh, a lunch and learn that, that, that Kelly can host. Uh, maybe even go so far as to um, get someone to, to prick everybody's finger and check their glucose levels. Yeah. Um, and then uh, take it from there and see what uh, – and I think most employees want to know the employer cares about their well-being. Um, and I think if you start seeing things like that, plus it's a good way just to kind of bring the organization together towards something, like I said earlier, bigger than themselves. Right. Yeah. And it's going to help customers. It'll, it'll, help, across, it'll help across everything. Um, well, um, and then personally, go get a checkup. I mean, there is no reason... And my wife's probably hearing this going, you know, practice what you preach. But um, go get a checkup. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and go get an annual checkup or every six months and get your blood checked. I mean, they can tell everything through the blood. They can, t- they can, they can tell cholesterol, diabetes, uh, you know, you name it. They can, they can figure it out. And then they'll check your blood pressure. And if you've eliminated... Uh, those three things, you probably eliminated about 80% of the items they're going to get you early, I would think. Absolutely. that's Thank you, Joe, for promoting that because that's really key is get your checkup. I just worked with an employer where um, one out of every two of their employees had not had their annual checkup. Another employer, 20% of their employees had not seen a doctor in 10 years. I can believe it. They just kind of the last thing, you know. Um, why doesn't CVS prick your finger when you go in there, just like they have the cuff machines? I don't know. I, I, why can't you do I, that? You're asking me really hard questions, Joe, that I just can't. I, I don't. You know, I'm a doctor, but I don't know everything. <laughs> and she works for a drug company too. I mean, I thought that was supposed to happen. Well, listen, um, this has been a good show, and and since we have until the 14th for the for the step out, I think we're going to be doing this again. Uh, just to continue to try to um, raise awareness and talk about kind of where uh, where we are as a uh, overall goal. So, um, Dr. Buck, Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jeff. Um, Dr. Buck, why don't you let everybody have your telephone number uh, in case they want to talk to you about more dedicated medical issues? Everyone out there, four zero four. I will go. I will give my phone number out four zero four three one three. 3706. Again, that's 404-313-3706. And again, I encourage all um, listeners to go to wellnesslivesheer.org. That's wellnesslivesheer.org for more resources on how you can control diabetes in the workplace. Okay. And um, Kelly, your phone number for people to get in front in touch with you. Uh, it's 404-320-1700. Yep. Okay, good. Um, 
and thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you've been listening to On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank and being broadcast from the Subaru of Gwinnett International Radio Studio. And uh, we've been talking about um, a silent killer out there called diabetes and its impact on small business. Um, I wish every small business would take this to heart because you are being affected. And um, over the next uh, month or so, you're going to be hearing from Embassy National Bank about how you can help and contribute towards the cause uh, with the uh, annual uh, Step Out program that, that uh, we're doing with the um, Georgia chapter of the American Diabetes Association. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. And in the meanwhile, go get, a, go get a checkup. Go to the doctor and get a checkup. So anyway, there you go. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thank you.